What's up, guys? Steve here, Local Level Podcast. I'm sitting here with Kirk Jacobson, owner of Unbreakable Inc. in Rolling Meadows. Very nice to sit with you, Steve. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Um, Unbreakable Inc. is at 1500 Hicks Road in Rolling Meadows. You can check them out at unbreakableincco.com. And uh, Kurt, we talked before the show. One of the things that you said was that caring is what separates a good artist from a bad artist. Oh, not just artist. I think I think business, right? Because no matter what you're doing, ultimately, you're, whether it's a product or a service, whatever it is, you're... You're delivering that to a person and a group of individuals, um, you know, the the mass of which will ultimately determine your success. And that right. starts with one at a time. You make a good product, continue making a good product, service, whatever it might be. So and that that really comes down to caring, because if you if you don't, it's just it's not going to deliver a good whatever it might be. And people, I think they can sense that no matter no matter what it is that you're ultimately doing. Yeah. You know, they can they can tell if you don't care. Right. Like definitely even you go to a grocery checkout and you could tell the person doesn't care and it's not as good of an experience for you and and ultimately no matter what it is the experience is is what you're selling so yeah caring. especially if it's uh not just checking out some eggs and milk it's uh yep drawing something on your body for the rest of your life yeah and it's it's pretty intimate it's pretty intimate you know you can you could be with an artist depending on what it is you could be for you know a couple hours i mean a couple of days yeah there's clients that i've been working on for 10 years and uh and and it's it's something that um when it starts to bleed through that you don't care man they're they're not going to want to come back right and Definitely. they shouldn't i mean i wouldn't you know yeah. like yeah like it, it's it's really just kind of what what defines good in my opinion right mm-hmm. so yeah i agree definitely yeah i mean um i'm talking to a lot of businesses and there's just a, a theme sincerity yeah being real being you know genuine about the things that you do and, and believing in what you do you know if you're not invested in it a hundred percent then you're probably in the wrong business. Correct, correct. And that's that's certainly true across the board, but I think especially when you're small town community focused in your business, like my marketplace, this is my area. This is yeah. what I pull off for for business. And you know, the client that I have in my chair is somebody that um, just happened literally two days ago. I was at the bank and ran into my client, you know, and you're not just yeah. you're not just um, delivering something to somebody, you're living with them, you're coexisting with them, they're your neighbor, right? Yeah. And not just for today, tomorrow, but hopefully for the for the next 10 years. So sincerity yeah absolutely right not that you shouldn't be sincere in in the rest of your life but i mean certainly when it comes to to whatever it is that you are delivering it's easier to get away with not caring when it's somebody else's business and you're just a worker yeah phone it in right Right. like you know i'm over here and nobody cares right Mm -hmm. these are these are people that you got to see on a consistent basis and that that helps uh like accountability right is Mm -hmm. you know making sure that when i see you again out in the world that you're going to be happy then as well as you were while you were while you were in the chair yeah and a lot of it comes from sincerity nobody wants to talk to somebody who is insincere right you know like i look at your eyes and i'm like yeah it's clear you don't (laughs) right i'm not gonna want to sit there and talk to you right Right. and that's that's certainly important when it comes to driving business mike same thing right like if people are uncomfortable in the atmosphere it doesn't matter what it's from you know you get a weird vibe from a from a hostess or whatever the case you're not going to want to stick around and yeah you it's like a dog smelling fear very much so very much so right and uh sniff out that nonsense everybody's got that everybody's got that ability you know automatically Mm -hmm. you walk into a situation 
situation, you're like, ah, I just get a bad feeling about this or, or whatever it might be. And, and it's your responsibility, not only as an owner, but somebody who's, who's putting themselves forward as a business is, is you, yeah, you have to pay attention to that. You really yeah. do. Right. And it's, it's hard because everybody can relate to the, uh, to the days where you just don't give a, give a darn. And, uh, you know, you, <laughs> you, you want to go and I try, right. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you want to go into work and a lot, you can zombie through your day or whatever the case may be. But if you're, if you're on that level with clients and, or like Mike interacting with the public on a, on a consistent basis, then you, you're not allowed that kind of leeway. Right. Right. And it really does help to, in my opinion, restructure your general mental attitude, right? Mm -hmm. Fake it till you make it. So the more that you end up, you know, pushing sincerity, the more that it becomes sincerity. And yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, There's earnest, a lot of right? truth to that. Yeah. I mean, I think um, so. it's about honing your skills and, and, you know, a lot of times you can see, I think a lot of times people mistake like, uh, uh, on being uncomfortable to not being like sincere or friendly. You know, a lot of times people really do care, but they maybe do. sometimes they care so much that they come across like weird a little too pushy or a little too whatever the case may be. And yeah, yeah, and it's it's really what it comes down to is exactly what you just said, sincerity. If you're pushing too hard, it's clear that you're pushing too hard and that yeah. will make somebody uncomfortable as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, for, for me, when I'm talking to a client, oftentimes, um, kind of like what you're doing for this podcast, I, I feed off of what the client wants to talk about, you know, yeah. and, and stay invested in, in what they're doing. And that's, that's more than just, you know, listening and then whatever it's, it's taking an active interest in somebody else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? It's too many times people think about what they're going to say next and they're not listening. Correct. You know, listening is, uh, 90% of business, really. Certainly. And it, it can be hard, right? I'm a, I'm a narcissist and uh, it, it drives my business. It's my whole drive of wanting to go out there and do things for myself. Um, I think it's a, a great foundation for success, but it's, it's got to be tempered, right? You can't always mm -hmm. be talking about yourself no matter what the case may be. Yeah. Right? Bad advice for listening to, to <laughs> well, the podcast. Well, this is your time. Right? We're here so. to hear this right now. <laughs> We're here to hear this. Right. Um, <clears throat> but no, that's, that's, uh, that's so true. Um, sincerity yeah just yeah. and really it comes down to if you're you know like if if i tried to talk about i know there's a sports podcast that you typically do i don't i don't watch sports i don't do sports my, yeah no my, uh, believe it or not i'm not a big sports not a big sports either. guy i was no. gonna say it would make it challenging to sit there and talk <laughs> about sports when i don't when i don't know like my wife is uh she's involved in a uh, at least three fantasy football leagues and she's crushing it by the way nice. um which is good for her but i don't I, I can't, I can't do can't anything, relate. right? The most that I could relate to her is I was like, you picked a, she's really clever. And I was like, you picked a clever name for your, for your team. And that was, that was it. So if you're talking about something that you don't really know or understand, then you're, then you're not really talking about it. You're just, you're just hot air, you know? Right. Just, right. Just yeah. I'm behind the scenes. Uh, the sports show, I will never see me on the camera Sweet, because I don't, I have nothing to talk about. Just now. mixing back there. Yeah, yeah. I sit there and have the headphones on and make sure it sounds good. I added it afterwards. That's well, it. don't bring me on for that one. I, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing, man. Unless you need help back there. I, I got nothing. <clears throat> Absolutely. No, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, you know, and uh, so so what we're, what I was getting at, you know, because we, we talked briefly before. Actually, yesterday we were talking. And, um, you know, there's kind of like uh, uh, with with tattooing in particular there are um, two types of tattoo artists for the most part. There's the people that follow the rules, the cleanliness and, you know, up, up and up and they're, you know, licensed and, you know, the, the legit, 
you know? And then there's the person doing out of uh, the backseat of the car or something, yeah. uh, industry, back of the van. Industry term is, uh, is, is scratchers is what that is, right? And, um, I mean, I started off that way. Uh, it's, it's, not a good, it's not a good way to do it. Like anything else, if you, if you don't take it seriously, then people aren't going to take you seriously about yeah. it. Certainly not in the short term. And uh, a, a lot of people get away with it, i.e., like like moving areas right like you you mess up this whole area of people and then oh, you man. out to pittsburgh and you know I'll, I'll mess up down in pittsburgh and you and you hide your name and the other type is like what you were talking about is is people who take it serious and they take it seriously not only because you know they respect the craft and all that um but more importantly they they wish to make it a, a long-term thing right i yeah. need a little a little longevity out of this and that mm-hmm. comes from exactly what we were talking about caring more than anything else and uh if you if you care you'll do your research and you'll do things properly right um not only just in terms of aseptic technique but how you handle clients how you how you push your artwork and stuff like that Mm because it is it is a very 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 full-time job um like i'm on minorly reduced hours and uh that's that's at about 85 for the week which is really just two full-time jobs yeah so when you sit and you look at it how do you find extra time for education whether it's on the health and safety side or even just pushing your artwork and stuff like that and it's you know like i said if if you don't care you're not you know you can you can find an extra quarter you can find an extra hour if you're if it's really means something to you but if it doesn't you're not gonna and Mm -hmm. you you just won't progress right and that's kind of what holds that type of artist down there is um you know i'm not looking to get better i'm just looking to make a buck grab a couple of bucks right and um I, i can't i can't I can't be too negative on it in in a broader sense because, like I said, I started out that way. As long as it's, I think a lot of people did. Though, they do right? correct, correct. It's it's a very difficult industry to get into because there's there's no real regulation to it, right? Yeah. So there's no federally mandated regulations for education. There's no there's no proper way to go through it, and everything changes so much from one person to the next just based on what they learned and what they know. It's uh, it's a trade industry, so it's it's taught through an apprenticeship, and again, very informal, right? So if you if you mentor on somebody who doesn't care your education is not going to be not going to be great right and that's not going to stop you from being a professional and moving forward in the industry and 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 working with people it's just it might set you behind you'll have to work that much harder or you'll wash out right i wanted to touch on that because you know you, you bring up a really interesting point um you know you have to start an apprenticeship but if you were going to do an apprenticeship or start like let somebody have one or do one with you however you want to phrase that i mean Um, i have two currently but yeah sure but like are you gonna take somebody on that's never done a tattoo before sure sure really yeah um how it works what i look for and uh to date since i opened here in rolling meadows about like a little bit less than than two years i've interviewed uh 30 33 people now um for potential apprenticeships and what i look for more than anything else is drive right drive and motivation everybody will come up to you in a job interview with no matter what business is for it'll come up with their suit on and their hair nice and you know they'll present a positive a positive face yes i'm in 110 percent, whatever it might be and and, uh, and that's that's great, right? But you kind of have to read between the lines. And um, the way I look at it is, 
like pardon me work ethic you can't teach right i can't i cannot no matter what i do make you try harder right if you're the type of person that's going to give up easily then it doesn't matter really how good you are you're not ultimately going to be an asset right art foundation stuff like that things that you can help to make somebody somebody better right you can you can work on that you can spend time on that so i'll I'll take that over over really anything else i mean you got to have something you got to have something you can't just you know yeah how do you um how do you weed out like Interview processes. Yeah. Multiple, multiple interview processes. Do you do like, uh, like mock tattoos on pigs or no, something? No, no, I don't do any of that. Um, by the time I take somebody to train, the only way to properly properly learn to tattoo is is seeing how it heals. In my opinion, that's half of learning to tattoo properly. Um, in other words, you could, be, you could be training yourself on pig skin or whatever the case may be and doing four out of seven things wrong and never know it, right? And then you wow, go to translate okay. that into skin and it's like, well, I have all these problems. Why? Because you weren't addressing all facets of it because it's never it's never been a legitimate thing you know pigskin will never will never really heal yeah so it's hard to find uh test dummies though right yeah it's part of my interview process like i said (laughs) weeding out uh weeding out people i I generally have um at least at least three interview meetings uh spaced out a particular time apart right to make sure that you're um as interested as you were the first day that we talked um and that you've spent time on your own on your own time um meeting certain criteria, right? Oftentimes I'll give them homework, like, hey, here's your portfolio. You have this, 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 and this in there. I'd like to see a little bit more of this, 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 right? And when I meet you next time, I'm looking at that and I'm expecting to see that type of stuff. It gives you an indication of their drive, right? So the actual practicing of tattooing, that doesn't happen until well into the apprenticeship. So you already got to be all in by that point in time, Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I don't take anybody halfway. Yeah, that's that's you know I didn't know this stuff. Uh, Again, it'll vary from person to person, right? A lot of yeah. people will take an apprentice uh, who is really the the object being just to keep a face on the front counter, answering phones, talking to clients as they come in, somebody to to sweep up. And um, don't get me wrong, in in my place of business, everybody everybody chips in; it's shared weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what an apprentice is really is really for. There, you're you're there to learn the craft more yeah, than anything yeah, else, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, and it makes sense, right? If I if I decided you, Steve, are going to come in and you're just going to for a year, you're just going to clean my floors, right? And you never really get anywhere. Yeah, it's There's nobody over me as a government body or anything like that to say, hey, man, you can't you can't do that, right? So if I was that type of person, then there's, you know, according to any sort of legal legal ramifications, there's no there's no negative to that, right? So it comes down to personal responsibility. And to me, I, I look at it as, a, as an investment, right? Because if you're doing it correctly, it will actually cost you more in terms of resources and time and all that type of stuff. That's the idea, right? So by the time I get to that point, whoever I have in that chair, it better be really, really committed, really kind of to the same ideals that I have, you know? Yeah. You know, I think that what I had in my mind, and I don't know if other people think this way too, that aren't close to the industry that you're in. I think that what I kind of had pictured was um, almost like a salon type of thing where people just kind of rent space I know it's there's very places similar. like that. But, it's very similar. But at the same time, you have to go to cosmetic, you know, you have to like Correct. have already done that. You know, Correct. you have to have that training already to even be able to do that. Yep. So this is something that is uh, is 
much more involved on your part. If you care, right? If you care. If not, then it doesn't matter, right? Because um, salons, estheticians, anything like that, they they follow a very similar paradigm in in terms of how the business is structured. Like what you were just talking about, right? You're essentially renting a space, right? Because you're not individually licensed as a tattoo artist. The studio is licensed through the state, and then whoever works there is under that umbrella, right? So Mm -hmm. my guys, if I, you know, said goodbye and closed up shop yeah, right you have so to go work at another studio and and fall under their umbrella wow, or yeah. you end up just scratching right but the big difference like what you were talking about um makeup makeup people and or um hair hair hairstylists and stuff like that right there is that sort of regulation behind it right it's a it's a notice notarized industry right it's yeah. it's watched it's looked at and uh for whatever reason you just don't see a lot of it in the tattooing industry which i think is Why do dangerous you think that is um, hesitation to consider it a um, true profession from um, years and years and years of bureaucracy, right? And um, like what we were touching on base yesterday, just very briefly, is the fact that some people like to perpetuate that kind of lifestyle. They like to keep it on the fringes because it's it's more exciting, right? You look at it yeah. like, oh, you're a tattoo artist. That's a that's a party job. It's glamorous, yeah. right? It's you know you go out there, you draw pictures, you hang out with your friends, you which is drink the scariest. Cakes. And most dangerous type of thing possible. I mean, Correct. any industry where you can potentially develop contracted disease from, if it's not done right. Correct. Correct. I mean, geez, what, you know, what are you doing? There's um, there's some sweet irony there, right? That it's, it's that it's so it's less crazy. looked at. And you know, I mean, mm. you get you get tattoos in the navy. You know, I mean, yep. come on. You know, it's it's. I think uh, we've moved away from the whole stigma for what do you think i mean there's obviously always a stigma for people always always at least to a degree we're moving heavily away from it and that's uh that's great not only for for our industry and again i I hope in the future it does there will always be drawbacks to it but i hope that it it ultimately does kind of kind of put that on the floor as like any other industry and kind of looking at it right and like anything else the way that i look at it kind of ends up like from a budgetary perspective Mm -hmm. right like when um a new industry is recognized you have to spend money to create a lot of legislation and then you have to spend a lot of money to create training for people who are going to check on said legislation and then you get into paying money to just upkeep and normal regular stuff it's a it's a lot to undertake and even from a governing body you know how illinois is right so it's not like we're going to be like all right let's form a new committee we're gonna you know what i mean it's it's just not it's not in that place right now but I, i think it should be i think it would ultimately lead to um just a, a better class of art in general. Yeah. yeah, there has to be something because I mean, realistically, sure, government's not good at anything. I mean, it's difficult. It's difficult, right? And I can understand it, right? Because everything, like the whole system of checks and balances, which is what the whole government is, right, is a a positive thing. It's there to make sure that one person can't come in and just, that's what's happening, right? But at the same time, having the checks and the balance will always make it take four times as long, right? If you got one carpenter cutting a piece of wood, he measures twice, cuts once. But if you got to have everybody measure twice, and then, you know what I mean? Right. It takes a long time. It's going to take a long time for that house, and it's going to be a million times more expensive. Yes, and I think that's what it comes down to is just understanding the patients a little bit more. Of course, you could be a little bit more proactive into it and help to shorten that up, but efficiency isn't really the name of the game when it comes to to government, right? How do you think that can be fixed? Do you think it's something that needs to be at a higher level or do you think it should be at a lo- at a local level for my business yeah. it should be at a federal level federal right level. um 
so the CDC, uh, as well as OSHA are involved like they are with, um, well, at least OSHA anyways. Um, and a little bit less so with us because primarily the industry is filled of independent contractors, which means you're outside of OSHA purview, That's right? True, you're yeah. not, you're yeah. not an employee, right? And so you you're not really involved. Correct. Yeah. Right. Um, and so there's a lot of things in the industry that keep it not structured that way, right? There's no tattooers union that I'm aware of, right? Yeah. Or anything like yeah. that as a, as a broader governing body. I think it should come up. I think it should, right? That's um, interesting. A tattooers union. Would you join it? I mean, I would, I would. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of negatives and a lot of positive, just like everything else in sure. life. When it really ultimately comes down to it is accountability, right? And if you can't stand at yourself and be accountable for your actions and everything that you're doing, then well, what's going on, right? What's yeah. going on? Right? Yeah. That, that's an interesting thing because, you know, the, the analogy that you gave with a builder, you know, cutting, you know, they have unions and, and that kind of like reg itself regulates a little it bit does. the quality. It you does. Know, you, you know, like these are the standard yep. prices. This is, you know, Correct. this is the approved work. These people, you know, are trustworthy. Correct. And if they're not, they're, they're yeah. expelled. And for, for some people that'll really hurt, right? Because let's say you're an artist and again, because you're an independent contractor, all art, the value is dictated by the purchaser, right? So yeah. if I'm, if I'm going to sell you a painting and I decide it's going to be $35 million, the only way to say that that's worth 35 is if that's what you're willing to sign over for, yeah. right? Yeah. And because of that and being independent contractors, if I decided tomorrow that I wanted to charge $600 an hour, I can do that, right? There is nothing to stop me from doing that, yeah. whether or not my business will maintain yeah, it doesn't matter the door, sure. but at the end of the day if there was regulation to it some people would hurt out because yeah it, you know it sucks i can't just determine what i'm worth anymore but it'll it'll hold it to a higher standard which i think as an average if you're taking it as an average will bring the quality up i do say that with a grain of salt because yeah, i think in too. the past in the past 10 years um the the quality of artists is both in terms of artwork as well as 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 people have gone up a hundredfold, right? So I've been attending. Um, I only go to one convention because it's local, the the Chicago Tattoo Convention, and I've gone for the past eleven years. Cool. And every year that I go, not only is there much more talent much more talent which like i said is is in my opinion predicated by how much people care yeah, right yeah more talent more friendliness right now when i go in there you get you get a lot of all right do you do you ride a motorcycle no, no? okay I, so I if, just you, if you ride a motorcycle you automatically without even being aware of it you get indoctrinated into this brotherhood and when you're riding a motorcycle i don't ride anymore but i did you pass another bike and you're going to throw down your hand as like a low salute unspoken. Nobody has ever talked about it. It's not on your driving DMV, yeah, right, nothing exactly, like that. Yeah. It's just something it's just that's part of it. Right. Yeah. And I'm seeing that in the tattoo industry, right? Like not only, not only mutual reinforcement, but also, also encouragement, you know, like that's great. this, this is something that I care about. It's clear that it's something that you care about. Let's care about this together and make that's it better. Great. Right. That's awesome. And yeah. it's, it's a subtle thing, but you can, you can feel it. And every year is, is bigger and better in my opinion. When do you think that that happened how, how do you think that came about man i'm not gonna be popular for saying it but um in my opinion social media right a lot yeah. of people really like to to poop on uh social media 
you know, you got a lot of tattooers out there who are uh, Google jockeys and you're just, you're just ripping off other artists and stuff like that. And of course there is some to that, but never sure. before in the history of humanity, have you as an individual had such a platform, yeah. right? If you were a, a musician in the, in the 1600s, you had to build a following one by one yeah. right yeah. now. And, and you would have to go out and work to do that. You would have to, you would have to practice a show, build it out, rent out a town square, you know what I yeah, mean? The, or and, and whatever. E even at that, most of the success came after you died. Yep. <laughs> so Nowadays, if yeah. you're putting out good work, then then you can immediately share that to a, a huge audience, right? And yeah. the flip side of that that I think people don't pay attention to is is back to what I've been talking about, accountability, right? If mm -hmm. I do garbage work, it's gonna show. And yeah. Instagram or social media or anything like that will as much hurt you as it will help you. It's a billboard. It is. And so it automatically makes you be like, oh well, I better I better put out my best, right? Yeah. I better put out my best at all times and when is that not a good thing right when is that not a good thing for a person to say oh i have to put out my best like yeah you should right you should right. in everything that you're doing yeah that's just my opinion oh, i can't agree more yeah no it's uh that's some you're throwing it all at me right now sorry i love it no it's great this is uh you, you just taught me oh, like 10 things that i didn't know and i think the audience probably appreciates that too it's it's not complicated it's uh like i said really people <clears throat> people for 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 the amount of um for the amount of ambiguity that's involved in the industry like if you tried to go out and get an apprenticeship it's going to be a really dark murky water for you yeah. and you're not going to know what direction to go in and there's no guidelines for that because there is such a high amount of ambiguity people never look into it further and so tattooing in general remains this shadowy murky we don't really know what's going on with it type of yeah. thing yeah. and um it it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be that way right i i think mm -hmm. i think you should be a little bit more transparent yeah yeah and going back to what i was saying before i mean especially <clears throat> with something that is permanent yeah for the most part and if done wrong can scar you and if you know done really wrong can give you something you know i mean this is something that's way more serious it than is. getting your hair cut or your it is cut. it is so so uh you know for anybody that's thinking about saving a few bucks on a cheap tattoo guy never the way to go not not the way to go and trust never. me i got some bad ones too yeah so you know it's i mean i've done some bad ones yeah, right all this fucking bag it's a bag. learning curve i i can imagine with anything but uh you know it's uh it's something it's it's good to hear somebody that is a professional in the industry i like um, to pretend man it's well, it's gotten me this far right yeah i mean you you we were talking before that you have a family you have four kids i do so do. you got some mouths to feed and a wife, you know, I do. So, I do. Um, this is something that's a real thing. It's not like a joke. You know, people not think to it's me. a joke. Not to people, me. You know, people think, oh, you know, I don't know why, because this is a serious thing. And, and, and people, people really appreciate the art. I think with social media, you're totally right. The fact that, you know, this is actually an art form that is getting like some serious respect. You know, there, yeah, there are famous tattoo artists out oh, there yeah. that you know their style, just like a guitarist. Correct. You know, and um, that's something that there's not a lot of things that you look at and you get an emotional reaction to. You know, and that's one of the things that you can do. That's all art, man. Yeah, that's it's all, all art, art, right? And that's that's awesome. So you know, for anybody that's uh, you know looking at thinking about getting a tattoo or whatever, definitely go local and go with a professional. 
take a look at the work and talk to the artist. That's the big thing. That's the big thing. Yeah. Right? Um, no matter who it is, right? The work is going to tell you a certain amount um, about them, not just like an individual that a piece that you like or anything, but an overall consistency to the quality of work. Read reviews, man, online, yeah. right? Anybody yeah. can say anything. And um, of course, there are people out there who will either go negative too quickly for no reason or just be negative just because they want to be negative. But again, if you're taking it as an average, you can you can look and you can see like, you know, this person is consistently doing mediocre work or is consistently providing a good experience, right? Do your research and more importantly, more importantly, talk to the artist. If well, they're knowledgeable, they'll answer questions and they'll talk to you. That was one of my questions. I had a couple little things here. So sure. what are some of the um, the red flags when you're when you're dealing with a, a, a you know potential tattoo artist or whatever you're asking questions when do you turn around and run out the door what are some of the things that you need to avoid like as a client as a client as a client um pretty much anything that makes it clear to you that this person doesn't value your time right um because i book out in advance i very often do not have time to stop and talk to somebody who just comes in right because there's yeah. somebody who already has an appointment that they're paying for to be in the chair i will still communicate with you in a in a respectful way and help to guide you into what works best for my schedule yeah if an artist is not willing to do that and you just get a quick slough off then chances are good you're going to get that as an experience throughout right like yeah, hey man uh you know i book out just just get out of here type of situation right that's a that's a pretty big one um and trust your gut right if you walk into a place and it feels dirty it's it's dirty it's dirty right you yeah. have that feeling yeah. for for a reason um with the understanding that um especially in our industry tchotchkes knickknacks like it it seems to be the louder the better right like twenty thousand stickers on your car it, it tends to be artists can't really make decisions because we deal with stuff on a, on a broader spectrum so it, it almost every tattoo studio is going to feel cluttered it's going to feel there's a lot of stuff going on and yeah. there's there's a reason for that you want a lot of stuff to look at while you're sitting staring at a wall you yeah, know for a period of time me, yeah but there's a difference between cluttered and clean right yeah if, if you go like this yep and you're, you're like, oh. you'll see it right and um shop maintenance is is something that just like anything else can be easily neglected but should never be right um certain things like that also uh discuss discuss pigments and um methods of working with your artist before you guys get started are you are you disposable do you use rotary coil there's simple terms for things that um anybody can find online whether or not you understand them but getting feedback from your artist will know not only how much they know but how much they care about making sure that you are comfortable so even if you're asking stupid questions right. how they respond to you will determine really how much how much they care about you and ultimately lead to a to a to a decision on on what the experience is going to be like yeah i would you imagine know? somebody that's really professional would probably, would probably <clears throat> try to educate you on as much as you can yeah. right as much as you can and that being said it's not like i have all the information in the world um i'm still learning i always will be learning like yeah. anything else uh they call it practicing medicine for sure for a reason yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's not yeah. the same thing but it's Good a it's point. a lifelong learning thing but whatever information that I have, I'm very happy to share with, right? I'm very mm -hmm. happy to share with, and you you should, right? Yeah, no, definitely. I, I it's that's great to hear. Yeah, I, it, it really is. Uh, that's definitely helpful for people because I, you know, there's people that want to get tattoos or it's on their bucket list or something, and they just don't know where to start. They they feel like maybe that 
the people that they know that do tattoos aren't actually professional people, so they get a bad vibe from it. Certainly. But um, just like anything, if you go to a professional, there's an actual method to it. There is. Almost all, almost all artists who are of a certain caliber, you get to a certain caliber, and then um, just the way the business that it, it kind of structures itself doesn't leave you to be able to make quick last minute decisions right yeah. like pretty much no matter what if you're decent enough i don't care how you approach your work you're gonna end up booking out in advance how far out just depends on really how many how many clients you you have and how much work yeah. you're, you're able to take on right mm -hmm. um, but you get to a certain caliber and it's not going to be a fast thing so that's the other thing is is patience right just because you want it right now doesn't mean that you'll want it in in two weeks two years ten yeah, years yeah i was gonna right? touch on that too you got it. Um, and uh, <clears throat> so switching gears a little bit. Sure. You, you told me when we talked, art, in your opinion, is what separates us from animals. Yeah, and, I think uh, so. I yeah, think so, right? I, and I tend to agree. And, um, you know, with, with, with that, what is it about art that, you know, can, I mean, guess what is it about art that drew you to it? You know, were you art? No pun artistic? intended, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's better. Yeah, that's um, much better. I meant to do that. Of course, right? Yeah. <laughs> what I would uh, what I would say is um, <clears throat> as as a simple thing, right? There's there's survival, and then there's what what's past survival, right? Yeah. And humans are especially good at making survival essentially easy, right? With the understanding that I say that as a as a white male in a suburban area, right? It couldn't be easier for me yeah. in terms of like struggles. Like that, everybody's got their struggles, but what I'm saying is is like humans have an ability in terms of working together as a community to set themselves up like you don't you don't have to go out and grow your own vegetables right right you can get them from aldi cheaper than you can at jewel or you can get them cheaper from you know costco or it's whatever not, the case may be but you can go out and yeah, get your yeah. food right which place you want to go you out. got no, it it's right just the minutia of the decision and for most people um for most i'd say average average like like first world average humans are able to, to get to a point where not all of their time is needed for survival stuff, right? You no. work 40 hours a week for your job that gives you enough money to live on a budget to buy all the things that you need. Everything else past that is really what we strive for is to is to give our lives meaning. And even if we're never gonna get answers to the question, I forget what it was, but people always ask like, what am I here for? Yeah, you know, the, the here here for is like the meaning of life, right? And it's like, you're you're here for, that's, that's not the question, that's kind of the answer the experiences that you make and the stuff that you do. So the questions that you ask and all of that type of stuff, having that frame of mind is really what art is, in my opinion, right? Is, is the one step past survival. And it's an important step, right? Which is why I think people always talk like art departments are the first ones to go in schools and stuff like that. And that's, that's true. That's true. Very um, but it'll never go away. Yeah. It'll never go away. If, if there's no art edge, like I have no art education and I still have the desire to go out and create. And there's something about a blank piece of paper or whatever it is, the, the fact that you have unlimited possibilities, right? Yeah. As a kid, you're told you can be anything, right? And as a kid, you have this perspective that you can always make the choice to be everything. What you don't 
don't understand is as you get older, the choices that you make funnel that down. So even though you started out with the yeah. possibility to be anything, that narrows as you get older. Because I've spent so much time going towards one direction, you can't just back out and re-spend all that time. You only get so much, right? right? Yeah. Um, so so the creative process or, or enjoying that type of thing is, is pretty much being able to be a kid again at all times, right? I've done that's this. Artist, I've worked you? this through. That's Yeah, that's what it is. And I think that's what it is for everybody. You know, like Adele, she she made a record. She sold a bazillion, billion dollars to Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger. And you're still out on that stage. Yeah. Why? Right? It's because you're you're always hitting that reset and set button and going back to how you felt as a child with an unlimited amount of possibilities in well front said. of you. Well yeah. said. Yeah. Well said. And um, yeah, that's very powerful. Uh, there's no everybody can relate. Everybody can yeah. relate. Well, I tell this to people all the time. Um, nobody believes me, but for anybody listening, if if you want to prove it to yourself, it's a simple exercise. Whether you can draw or not, everybody has drawn in their life. Every single person you have felt the urge to make that kind of creation. Most people will give up on it because of your inability to express what you want to, and all that is is a lack of education and or practice. Also you're kind of programmed what is something to be proud of and what isn't. If you throw a kid a box of crayons, they're, they'll draw nonsense and yep. be so proud of it. Yep. And that's art. Yep. It's just perception. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Right. So, so that's, that's another thing, you know, I mean, our culture is, uh, is another thing that's kind of putting you in a pigeonhole the whole time. Every time that you get a little older and a little older, your mind closes. Certainly. So, and you know what? I'm guilty of it from the other side because I see it in my children where I am trying to pigeonhole them. Like, hey, I can see some strengths that you have and I want you to not waste your time doing this type of stuff, yeah. which isn't going to fit well or anything like that. And it's really hard to not do on somebody else, Yeah, which I think is equivalent to, to like anything else. It is far easier. Even, even me as a mentor, it's far easier for me to look at something and see how to correct it from the steps that it's already at than to start right. all the yeah. way from from the beginning for yourself at the same time though and there's two things about this and this is going back to your your you know, <clears throat> separating us from animals you know um when you uh when you when you put that guidance uh, on a kid or, or or somebody else if you're teaching somebody something or whatever there's a natural flow where i don't know exactly why or whatever but it's ingrained in us to rebel yeah oh yeah you know? Oh, yeah. So in order for, you know, I guess it's just human nature to guide you towards what you know as a protector. It is. But uh, but then, you know, it's it's also inbred in you to rebel. So Correct. by you doing what your natural response is, raising your kids, you're actually probably creating what you would want them to do. Correct. So, you know, and it's a subconscious thing. It is. Completely. And it's, it's hard to avoid, right? And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's very much like what, you know, exactly what we were just talking about is that you have as a kid an unlimited possibilities, right? And it's going to be frustrating for anybody to take those possibilities and say, hey, you can only use blue, purple, and red. Right? Yeah, That's, right. As a broader sense in life, whatever it might be, you can only play football or you can only whatever it might yeah. end up being. I think as 
as a human, no matter what, everybody, because you have this beautiful, beautiful free will, again, in a first world country, right? Yeah, right. But where we are at right now, um, assuming everybody's from listening from America, right? You, you have, you have that free will to make those decisions for yourself. And so you're automatically going to resist anybody else making those decisions for you, even yeah. if you're not, if you don't feel like you're that type of person, right? Yeah. Like my wife hates making decisions, right? Because she makes decisions for four small humans all day long, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And, uh, right. even at the end of the day, if I take a decision away from her, she's not going to be happy about it. Right. Because she nobody likes well, that. Yeah. yeah. Nobody likes that. The, uh, you know, more, more options. You got it. You always right? want more options. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't cause then you're like, man, why do I need 42 dipping sauces? Right. Exactly, but you, yeah. but you do. Well, they which say is, this. Yeah. No, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. But uh, they, they do say that three options is perfect. Any yep. more turns them off and any less, now they're feeling like they don't yep. have options. Which is where that's my drive to, to push my kids and, and help them to, uh, hey, these are your three choices or whatever. Yeah. And I, I see why that comes from that way, especially from, a, from a, um, whether it's involuntary or intentional from a teaching perspective, because that's what you're doing with your kids, yeah. is, is you want them to have a good chance to succeed, whatever it might be. So you, you tend to smash that in. You tend to smash that in without even really without even really really paying attention to it you know man i can we could do this for hours <laughs> i mean we, we can go deep um we're we're getting into the uh in, yeah sorry, in, into, sorry. no no yeah, that's great no deep. it's perfect uh, i i would prefer having this conversation um and uh i gotta have you back because you know we're, we're you know 43 minutes just went by Really? Yes. Yeah. I talk for a living. You didn't. You didn't expect that, right? <laughs> if I got nine hours to burn on somebody, I can BS for a good long time, man. Yeah, I can, I well, can do that, man. It's it's good conversation, and that's all that matters. Um, you know, hopefully, what we've just covered is interesting to everybody. I'm sure I know it was be, in, but to some people. It right? was interesting to me. Uh, so that's you know. Hopefully it works for you, uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah no I mean it's uh, it's it's really interesting uh, hearing the perspective from somebody that actually takes pride in the work that they do and something that people underestimate and or or maybe kind of have a, a weird perspective about tattooing you know I don't know why because. You know, the, well, they haven't done it yet, right? Because yeah. anybody with a tattoo will tell you it's super addicting. You've yeah. gotten it, it yeah. is, right? And it's because once you get past that certain step to it, you are basically following along a journey with the artist. So even if you are not directly out there, it still to a degree makes you feel like a kid with all those possibilities in front of you again, right? Yeah. And that's that's kind of the addiction to it, right? Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. And, Plus, uh, we put a little bit of cocaine in the ink, right? Just a, <laughs> no, see, PG-13. Yeah, we had to end on a high note. Bad, right? uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. I absolutely promise that. Right? I promise that. Man, all but right. But it feels that way, right? Because you want another tattoo, don't you? Yeah, well, I mean, it's. Uh, I guess we could just replace that with caffeine. Or caffeine. Red Bull. Yeah. I should have gone with caffeine. Why didn't I go with caffeine? It, I did. It's yeah. C-A-F-F-E. <laughs> right, got it. My bad, my bad, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> Right. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have you back because uh, you're not even here to promote your thing. You're here to just kind of talk about yeah, local. And, uh, and, and really local, local best. Why I got started here in Rolling Meadows. Cause I live here. My family's here. That's, that's what I, that's what I want to, that's what I want to do and focus on. And, um, I think people forget as, as big as the world gets, it's still really small and it's very clear in my industry. You'll run into somebody who knows somebody else who knows somebody else who is another client of yours or yeah. whatever the case may be. And, and doing what I do and interacting with people on such an intimate level, I really do get to see how 
how small the world is. And I think it's indicative of people's need to keep a broader circle around them, but a tighter circle so that they feel stable and balanced, right? Yeah. Just like cavemen in the wild, you want nine people around you and a, and a fire to keep the keep the wolves away, right? Mm-hmm. And because of that, um, I think people, no matter what, will always be to a certain degree small community-minded, right? Whether it's you, your immediate family, or your extended family, you're always gonna feel like that's home, right? Yeah, yeah. And for for us here in this town, right, it's, it's I think, important to kind of look at that as its own as its own ring you know as much as as much as you can well we have to we have to live together and we do. Uh, if we don't work together then uh we're all scattered and right and, you know everybody's running a different direction so you got it uh yeah guys great stuff we'll uh i definitely want you guys even though he's not here to promote <laughs> check out the instagram page just look at the work right yeah look, look at, at the, the work. work uh it's at unbreakable inc co uh on instagram.com correct um unbreakable inc co.com um, will get you the website um the website has links to each artist's individual instagrams um not that i'm here to promote but i also have uh two other phenomenal artists who i trained both of them uh working for me david liebert um who is going to be exceptionally good um based off of everything in our conversation if you're talking about caring uh that is a caring dude he's he's really hitting it hard and then uh um jack mitchell who has also been with me since um he was really really my first apprentice um and is is still with me and he's phenomenal as well check out all of our work and um not to say that i'm i'm trying to sell anything but it's it's your time man art it's art right and uh even if you don't end up end up leaning towards it is still is still nice to look at absolutely and i I figure if anybody has any questions about the industry whether of course of course just reach out um there's links to uh to email um individually on that button and um for me on mine it will it will go to my wife uh who is the most incredible woman i've ever met um but she's also very knowledgeable in the industry she does all of my scheduling and um as far as broader questions uh she's she's able to answer most if not all very nice, man. It's a real pleasure to have you on. Likewise, Steve. Likewise. Um, yeah, and if you you know, if you want to have me back anytime, as long as it's on a Tuesday, give up an hour of family time, no problem. <laughs> well, I want you to get some family time. Back. Yeah, daytime now. Because, you know. <laughs>